Okay, I've spent the past week trying hard to get out of this whole grieving funk thing. Sad part is, turns out humans need to sleep. Who'da thunk? Keeping busy keeps the mind occupied, keeps me from thinking about, you know, having secondhand murdered my friend. And the best thing to do right now, locked up in this room and scared shitless by the mere thought of leaving it, is to replace the good old hero research with evil genius research. Martin is very analytical and orderly in all of his records, so it was easier to pretend they weren't his than I thought. It was still really, really hard, but on a scale from raw noodle to noodle slush, it was pretty all dante. So, welcome to Martin Harris 101. I started by gaining a basic understanding of what his records actually meant, what he wrote down, and how he sorted it. As far as I've been able to tell, he has everything detailed on paper and the record of those details on his computer, which was password protected, but he has a folder with personal data that I avoided like the plague until I tried getting into the computer, and it occurred to me that if he had his passwords written down somewhere, it would have to be there. I was right. I tried not to read any of the other stuff, but... No. Whatever. It's not important. I don't want to get involved in... in what used to be Martin's life. I want to get into his work. Like, a uh, Like Cinderella, picking out the peas. Oh no. I just compared Martin's livelihood to peas. Anyway, he's got three categories for work reports that are pretty straightforward. Mechanical reactive projectile weapons, which is fancy for ray guns. Lethal mechanical reactive projectile weapons, which is fancy for laser guns. And deoxyribonucleic acid-based mutation bonds, which is science for just call it DNA genius. The lowest number of files goes to LMR guns, the laser guns. These general fancy terms for laser and ray guns only describe the basic function, and depending on the model, the names get even longer and longer, so I totally get why Martin just calls them ray guns and laser guns. With the second of those, it's pretty obvious that he was just trying things for fun. For example, there's projects where he's trying to forego the need for a depletable energy source and the pulse regulator thing, which would be the equivalent of a gun that doesn't need bullets and continuously shoots, which... Is a terrifying thought, but I would probably call it very clever as well if I knew more about it, which I don't. The bulk of his work, though, goes to, you guessed it, ray guns. Yeah, baby. Or MR guns, if we're going with the short, peppy acronym. Which is almost like M. Artin guns. Oh my god. I've only just realized that. This is so smart. Hold on. Yep. It's got it engraved here. MR. You clever kangaroo. Or it could just mean Mr., which would be significantly less fun. I've read through the records of the mechanical bioreactive projectile weapons the most so far because they make my head hurt the least. Martin has explained the basic functions of them to me, you know, in dumbed-down Amelia terms, which is why the transition to professional-grade record-keeping has been rocky and not at all rolly. But I'm getting the hang of it, and I mean there are enough real-life examples for me to take apart analytically. 
Who would take apart a gun for fun? Not me. I definitely didn't do that. But just to be clear, if I ever did do that, I would do it thoroughly. I defeat that gun. The gun lost. It is in pieces now. I am the master. Guns don't disassemble other guns. Crazy people to talk about guns as if they care do. Crazy chick one, gun zero. Well, if I'm being fair, crazy chick one, gun one, but I don't want to talk about it. Last but not least, the DNA-based mutation bonds. Those were kind of a familiar tune to me, because I'd read that specific wording so often in the Innie Super Serum reports. Which, professionally, is known as... Here goes. Deoxyribonucleic... Deoxyribonucleic acid mutation trigger. But that's not exactly what Martin is doing. No, Martin is doing something much much more interesting, which is a deoxyribonucleic acid mutation bond trigger, DNA MBT, which does exactly what it sounds like. The super serum in INI, the DNA MT, relies on the subject's DNA to already have a capacity for bonding to mutations. If this works, well, Martin's work would make the whole thing a lot more inclusive. I've been trying to figure out if he got it to work or what he's even done so far, really, but like I said, much like any, much too headache-inducing. The better question is why Martin would even work on something like that. I mean, okay, let's be honest, everyone wants powers, I, I get that. But this isn't Martin's field. It isn't his passion the way the mechanical stuff is. This is that difficult thing that's been giving Martin headaches over the past several months. I don't get why he would be trying to do something he's clearly got no fun in trying to do. Okay, saying that, I'm realizing that I'm trying to get a murderer arrested, and that's certainly no fun, so. Managed not to see him all week, by the way. As far as he knows, I've been hanging out with Stacy. And if you're wondering who the hell Stacy is, you're not the only one. According to my text messages, she's a party animal I met at college, of unspecified legal drinking age who's pretty needy and for some reason has insisted on me sticking to her apartment to fight through a particularly tough breakup and subsequent clubbing spree that I've been designated to chauffeur for. She's also a Red Sox fan, likes ancient Irish culture, and her parents kicked her out when she decided to leave their church. Because that sounded random enough to be a real person, and I've been having to feed Gordon new info about her every day for the whole week to keep him off my back. Taking care of Stacy is a 24-7 job, after all. He couldn't expect me to just abandon her. The lies I've been feeding Audrey are less extreme. Or rather, I've just refrained from telling her anything at all, most of the time. The only time I really lied is when I told her I was fine over the phone once. We're still balancing on a tightrope around each other, waiting for the other one to make accusations and try to push the other off the rope, or taking the leap themselves. Both of us scared to see if there's a net, or if we just keep falling. Enough metaphors for the day. The question remaining is what to actually do. I can't stay a hermit forever, no matter how appealing that sounds. Working with the ray guns, it has occurred to me as well that there might be some customers of Martin who have no idea he's dead, awaiting their delivery. And yes, it has also occurred to me that that would be a great and much-needed source of income, since there are still a bunch of finished ray guns lying around that I could just sell without even having to figure out anything. Almost effortless, you could say. If I 
could arrange a sale without betraying my true identity, that is. Which, currently, with me already hiding from one bad guy, is not a risk I'm particularly excited to take. For now, I've done my best to figure out and reconfigurate Martin's security system. Which is going slower than I'd hoped. You know, Google can't exactly fill me in on how Martin Harris wires his assumably self-modeled mech bioscan detector. Which is in none of the categories, by the way. This particular machinery is only logged on his computer for some reason. But I'm working on it, and I also found this really neat ray gun that I could probably hide in my bra if that weren't, like, the single most inconvenient place to store it. So I'm hoping that'll give me some confidence when dealing with Gordon. Because I am well aware that I won't be able to string him along forever. And on that ominous note, I'm gonna stop this for today and take a trip to the crazy ladies' room. Thank you for listening to Normally Ordinary. Today you heard the voice of Esther Reisenberger as Amelia Travis. If you like and want to support this show, please rate and review it anywhere you can and spread the word among your friends. And remember, behind every mask is nothing. An empty void that swallows everything. The hollow cave at the end of all life, where light extinguishes and darkness encompasses, creeping ever so patient and watchful. Not good, not evil, simply pure, black and never-ending, Unprejudiced against who comes to be taken, erased from existence to join the empty promise of infinity. In the end, everybody does.